Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Good morning, everybody. Good to be here today. And uh, I'm just looking forward to what God's got for us today. I believe there's something so tremendous. And this is a great hour of momentum. This is a great hour when God is doing something. And I want to encourage you to catch the momentum, catch this thing. You know, maybe you need to get on your surfboard and you need to get out into the deep and begin to look because there's a wave coming. And I want to make sure you all catch it. You know, there's a great, great wave coming and you can be a part of it. And it's exciting. It's fun. And you're not going to be killed by the wave. You know, as big as that wave's going to be, it's just going to be uh, nothing but God's power and what God's doing in the earth. We were just singing these songs. I mean, what? What great songs for this morning, you know, praying to God for a move, a move of God. And then the next song, I'm not sure the name of the song, but it's probably called We Raise a Hallelujah. I'm just guessing because it's say that so many times, right? But that those words that just say, um, you know, in the middle of wherever we are, we're going to sing to God and we're going to enter into this victory and, and heaven's going to begin to fight for us. The power of God's going to be on our side. We're going to begin to see the momentum of God come through for us. All of life is a battle, right? We're battling. We're rising up over one obstacle and the other. But there are certain seasons when there, when what I would call them is breakthrough seasons. And in those seasons, we go from one place to the next. It's like you've been in one situation, been in one situation fighting and fighting, and then God somehow is able to pop us to the next season. And I believe we're in a time like that where there's a great warfare all around us. There's warfare in front of us. There's things that we need to overcome. And I believe that, that you know, we, according to the Word of God, we have a very clear enemy, a very real enemy. We don't see him, though. That's the crazy thing. He's invisible. You have to realize and recognize that he's there by faith. In other words, we get into the word of God and we begin to learn about the warfare and of, of what life is about. Now, we can go on through life naturally and just figure out everything according to natural means. Oh, this happened because of that. Oh, this happened because of that. But the Word of God gives us greater insight that we can apply by faith. It shows us things we would never know if we were not instructed. And it's only by faith that we believe these things. The natural mind will not believe them. The natural mind will argue against them. The natural mind is full of pride and reason of man. And uh, it's, it's, it's blinded, no matter how intelligent the mind might be, it's blinded to truth unless, I'm talking about spiritual truth, unless God reveals it. So anyway, the Word of God teaches us very clearly that we have a very real enemy. He is opposing us continually. He wants to keep us from going forward. He wants to keep us from walking with God. He, he, it started out in the garden, right, with Adam and Eve, where he's pulling them away from their walk with God. And the devil, that's one, the, one of the main things he will always do, is get you off course with God, where you're not walking with God, where you're not knowing him, and where you cannot shine for God in the earth. God, on the other hand, not only wants you to know Him, He wants you to really know Him. He wants you to grow. He wants you to be a container of His glory and of His presence. And He wants to fill the whole earth with children of God who know Him that shine His glory out of them. The whole earth is going to be filled with the glory of God. And how is that going to happen? It's going to happen through those that have resisted the words, the lies of their enemy, that temptation, the pull to go in some other direction. They have desired to walk after God, to know him, and they have come to know him and their containers of his presence. And they shine that light that Jesus talked about when he says, let your light shine. And through them, the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth. And that's an amazing thing. But the word of God says that we have an enemy. He's trying to prevent that. He wants to prevent the advancement of the kingdom in your life and in the earth. And it says that that enemy is spiritual. 
He is a spiritual enemy. He is an organized enemy. He is a structured enemy. It says there's even ranks in his kingdom. He's got the anchors that try to work inside us in our individual lives. And then there are are other dimensions of spiritual forces that are there. The Bible speaks about principalities and powers. And the way it's written there, we understand there are different rankings and different placements. There can be demonic forces that have assignments over nations, this, you know, assignments over cities, sun, assignments over your home, I believe, over your business. You see, there are assignments, and we, mean, we need to begin to understand these things. The Bible says that our enemy is strategic and intelligent, not just, not just ignorant. It's just not like happens, things just happen. No, when, when negative things happen, oftentimes there's been some kind of strategy behind them. When there's resistance, there's some kind of strategy behind them. The Word of God also shows us that our enemy is, has a power. He has a power. You know, I've, I have people who want to downplay the enemy, and I believe that there's in some way we should, but in some way we shouldn't because the Bible doesn't. He doesn't say he has no power. He says his power has been defeated, meaning there has been provision made to where his power isn't as what it could have been had not Jesus gone to the cross, right? Anyway, we'll get into that a little later, but it says here too that uh, this enemy is unseen, and we see this in the Word of God, that the enemy is unseen to the natural eye. He might do things that are natural, but you don't see him as the force behind it. So, praise God that though the enemy is like this, and though he's powerful, God is on our side. Amen? God is on our side. And he says we are to be strong in him. We are to be empowered with his power and his strength. We are to be equipped with his resources. We are to be under the umbrella of his protection. We are to be alert and watchful, the Bible says, and paying attention. We are not to be ignorant about what he is doing, but to recognize it and to not give in, not to yield, that he would have power over us, but we might be rather alert and, and have the, um, the, what's the right word, the, the grace over him and whatever he's doing, that we would be empowered, that we would be the ones who are winning in life. Amen? This is a real battle, and I'm telling you, sometimes the devil thinks he's won because he might get some headway, right? But if you'll just hold on to God, if you'll do what God has given you in the Word to do, you will win, you will overcome, and you will dispossess armies greater and mightier and stronger than you are. That is God's plan, and it was shown to us in a symbol, so to speak, in the Old Testament when the, the army of Israel was brought before the promised land and God goes, hey, I didn't tell y'all about this because I knew you'd go, oh, we can't do it. Oh, they're too big for us. But now I've brought you there. And of course, that's exactly what they did. Oh, these too big for us, right? Because they could not see that. How, how are we going to overcome? God, you're also an invisible God. We, I mean, we, you've been there with us, but This is like real stuff going on here. And here we begin to learn we are going to have to take the leap of faith if we're going to win. You can't back up. You can't just say, oh, I want to go into that little zone where there's not going to be warfare. No, if you want to win, if you want to become the greatest that God's called you to be, you have to be a warrior. God's called you to be a warrior. God's called you to dispossess demonic forces that are greater and mightier than you are. How do you do that? through the power of God and through all the resources of heaven that come to us. And I tell you now, it is time to get ready. It is time to be equipped. It's time because it's battle time. And it is not just let's defend ourselves time. It's let's go forward time. Amen. You're going to be hit some when you go forward too. I played football and I love, man, football is the most fun game ever to me. And I can remember I, I ran the football. And so, man, I just, I, I just, I love to get that football. And um, I'd actually like to, to run, I hit somebody. <laughs> you know, my coach was like, why don't you run again around those people? I said, I just like to run through them. It just, 
I don't know. But anyway, um, you know, that's that's what it's like right now. It's like we're getting the football. You'll still get hit. But keep your legs moving. Don't ever let your legs stop moving. And you watch how many times you will break out of a tackle. If you just keep your legs moving, keep trusting in God, keep pressing off forward. God is going to give you a greater breakthrough. And listen, this is so true. Every time you get attacked, if you will not give up, you're going to end up with an even greater breakthrough. Man, I have seen this so many times where people start going forward. Oh, they start to have their faith. Oh, that man, they get these faith scriptures and then they do something and then and then they see some kind of breakthrough and then pow, they get hit back and they'll go, oh, I'll never do that again. Oh, I'll never try that again. The devil really showed me, you know, so to speak. They don't say that necessarily. I've heard some say that. But think about that. You see, this is what I believe has happened to so many of us so many times. We get our faith. We decide we're going to go forward. We start learning about the principles of faith. Oh, God said, do this, and he will do that. God says, if I only believe, it's going to happen. God says, da, 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 and we start to get these mighty verses on the inside of us. And then we get in a situation when we see some kind of breakthrough, and uh, we're all excited. Hey, this works. And then something happens we can't understand. Why did this happen? Why did that negative thing happen? And then, and then we, are, we are brought back. You know, we just say, hey, I don't know if I want to try that anymore, right? I just want to share with you again. We are in a warfare. You will go forward, and you've got to keep your guard up because he is going to try to come back at you, right? And you're going to have to press in to a new level of faith and victory. And when you get knocked down, so to speak, you need to get right back up and you need to point your finger at your enemy and say, I will never give up. I am pressing in and I am going to press past you and I am going to defeat you to defeat you because I know the end of this story. God is perfecting me. God is perfecting my faith. And by the time this little battle is over, you're going to be under my feet because I am not giving up until you are under my feet. Amen? Man, that is exactly what God's doing right now. He's teaching a people how to win in warfare, how to overcome the enemy, because we're getting ready to go into an amazing season. The season we're going to go into, I believe, is going to be with the greatest any of us alive have ever seen before. I believe we're going to see souls saved. We're going to see open doors. We're going to see amazing things happen. But that does not mean there will not be any warfare. That means you're going to have to learn how to win. You're going to have to learn how to rise up over and over and over again. Because there are great things in front of you. And remember, your enemy is not stupid. He knows that if you'll ever rise up, his day is doomed. He's going to lose ground like crazy. People are going to be getting saved. He's doing everything he can to slow you down, to slow the church down, to discourage you, to knock you down where you won't get up again. You see, he's smart and he does everything. But I call that double jeopardy because I know this. Whenever the devil does something and touches one of God's children, when he resists, if we will but rise up at that moment, contrary to what you might be feeling, and when we say, I am going to believe God no matter what, I am not going to give up no matter what, whenever we say that and we begin to praise God in the middle of situations where we can't figure out what's going on. That is where our greatest victories will ever come from. We have lost hope in the natural. We look at the natural and there's no hope, but, but something happens on the inside of us where we have absolute faith, absolute hope. We have joy when we shouldn't have any because we press past 
whatever this thing was, and we press past our flesh, and we enter into that place, and we're rejoicing. We've got no idea how God's going to do it. We don't know the open door that's going to come. We don't know. We can't figure it out. All we know is God's going to do it. And when we praise God in that situation, let me just say, your difficulties present an opportunity for praise that's so powerful that will give you an amazing victory. I've shared this before, but I remember one time I went through an intense trial. And the pressure of that trial was so great. And I, I, in, in that trial, I just gave something to the Lord, uh, which was a huge offering of something from my heart to the Lord. And in that moment of pressure and pain and giving of something, laying something down, so to speak, before God, there was an opportunity of worship. And I experienced worship in a dimension I've never, ever experienced before. And after that experience, I began to realize the opportunity, the situation is what afforded that opportunity to me. The situation of pressure uh, of what I was going through enabled me to have an opportunity to worship and experience a level of worship like I never have before, right? The quality of it was amazing. And you see, I realized, wow, if, if, if the, the presence of the stress and the pressure and, the, and, then, and then me responding that way in that situation brought me to a place of worship that was amazing. Now, I want to say praise is very similar. We can praise God every day with what we're going through. But when you are really being hit hard, when you don't feel like praising, when the enemy is coming at you in every direction and you don't know what to do, and then deep down on the inside of you, you go, I'm going to praise God, and you really do it in the midst of these pressures, in the midst of what you're feeling and sensing and going through and the crazy thoughts in your mind. When you praise truthfully in that situation, the power of that praise is something that you could experience that is not always there. Are y'all with me? The power of praise in that kind of situation will shake the atmosphere. It will release a power that is much greater than anything you could naturally do in your situation to fix things. I am telling you, when the Bible, when Paul goes, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes we're not even thinking, well, exactly what are those weapons? They don't make sense to us sometimes. Sometimes it's worship. Sometimes it's prayer. Sometimes it's praising God in the middle of a crazy situation. And God goes, that doesn't, you might think that's not much of a weapon. God's going, oh, you've got no idea what you're doing right there. How many times did people do something and they praised God and a huge breakthrough came? Because of their praise. One of the greatest examples of that is in Acts chapter 16. And I wanted us to go look at that story today because this is the story of a man who got a call from God. He was doing what God called him to do. And then everything went wrong. It looked like nothing was going right. In fact, that's the story of it. And this is Paul. And you're just thinking, God, am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, I think he had to be thinking that. God, wait a minute. God, you called me to, to preach. You called me. To, and, and why is all this craziness happening to me? And God, I got a word from you. And I've done exactly what you said. And things have only gotten worse. <laughs> but the end of the story is pretty amazing. The end of the story is only there because Paul didn't give up. And it's the only reason why we have a good end of the story, by the way. You know, when you're in the middle of a battle and you get so hard, you give up. You know what your testimony is going to be to everybody? Well, it just didn't work. I just don't understand. 
I just didn't work. Paul could have said that if he'd given up. Well, God doesn't always come through for you. It just, you know, we don't know. Uh, you know, God's not always. Fa- if, if he gave up, that'd be his testimony. God still love him. Right? And too many of us have that testimony. And God's like, I'm looking for the one that's going to praise me when you get knocked down, when it's the worst, when you've got no hope left. You go, wait a second, there's no natural hope, but there's something on the inside of me. Oh, I'm going to tap into this and make all this just be quiet. Flesh, be still. Flesh, be quiet. I'm going to praise God because he's bigger than my understanding, bigger than what I can see. I love that verse. It goes, like you're going through things, pray and the God of peace will, uh, who, uh, will give you um, peace greater than your understanding. He's going greater than anything you can figure out because your understanding is going, there's, there's no way out of this. The God of peace is going to give you peace that's greater than your understanding, right? God's just saying, tap into the Holy Ghost. Tap into the power of God. There's something there that's not in your natural ability. There's something I'll give you. You're not going to win this thing naturally. Too many of us, we're just used to being in control. We want to figure everything out. We want to make sure we've got the right amount in our banks. We want to make sure we've got the right you know, job situation. We, we want to make, and I'm not saying these things are wrong, but I'm just saying, God, that's not where the miracle power comes through. The miracle power comes through when you're not depending on anything. The miracle power comes through when you're going, only God, only God, only God. And God goes, when I've got you in a place like that. And sometimes God will allow things to bring us down to our to places in life where that's all we've got is just trust in God. And if you didn't have that, you just give up completely. And God goes, that's exactly where I want you. I don't want you trusting in yourself anymore. I don't want you looking to yourself and your smarts and your money and your education and how nice you look and how that, whatever it might be, you think you've got as a positive thing. It says, when you're just looking to me, that's when I'm glorified because you don't need to be looking at yourself anymore. It's just God. And then we look at this story with Paul. This is such a wonderful story. But it starts in Acts chapter 16. And um, Paul was called to be a missionary. Y'all remember a little earlier in Acts, a few chapters earlier, he's called to go out and preach, right? And so he starts to go on these missions trips. And then he goes on this missions trip. And it says in Acts 16, um, they've gone through... I always have trouble remembering how to pronounce this. I'll just say um, Phrygia, <laughs> and I'm, I'm almost sure I'm wrong. In the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And then they'd come to Mysia. Then, then they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit didn't permit them. So this is an interesting little passage right here. You see Paul having been called to be a preacher. He's called to do missions work. He's called to plant churches to, to from ground zero. Well, it's almost ground zero. Some people that already had the Jewish faith in them, they, were, they had some training, but they didn't have the faith in the Lord. So, but it was sort of like going with ground zero, right? You're starting at ground zero and building from nothing. So, but he had the grace to do that. So he's out here and he's going, he's going from one place and he's going, uh, Holy Spirit doesn't want us to go there. Uh, Holy Spirit doesn't want us to go there. And it, it, it mentions four places here, four regions he's gone through where there's no open door. Now, when I read that, I, I hear frustration. I've been in situations many times when I've, I know I'm called of the Lord to do something, but you don't have the fruit you're supposed to have or something's not quite right. How many of you have been in that situation? And how, now, how many of you have been frustrated in life before and you're going, you know, um, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? What, why am I not fruitful? What, what, what am I missing, right? You know you're supposed to be fruitful. You know you're supposed to do something. You're supposed to create something. You're supposed to make something happen but you know it's not happening. And I feel like this is such an, an extremely common thing for people who are following the Lord. They, they are connected with something on the inside of them. Something on the inside of them is pulling them to something. And there's that little divine frustration. And here, he's in a situation 
where he's going from place to place. It's just not happening. And I know he's praying about it. God, what am I supposed to be doing? God, you won't let me do that. God, I can't do, you know. Now, I just want to mention there's, there are like a few reasons why that could be happening. I'll just mention a few of them here. Why you might be in a situation where you're frustrated and you know that there's something missing. You're not fulfilling quite what you are supposed to be doing. First thing is you're disconnected from God. Disconnected from God. So that is simply this. You know, Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you're going to produce fruit. And he also said, if you're not abiding in me and I'm not abiding in you, you're not going to produce fruit. Not godly fruit, not fruit from God, not what you're supposed to produce. Now, you might be able to make a big business. You might be able to, to uh, finish a really high level of education. You might be able to do a whole lot of things. But that's not what God's talking about here. He's talking about bringing forth fruit unto God, producing something with your life. First of all, it's the fruits of God coming out of you, but it's also what God's called you to do. It's being productive in life how, the way God wants you to be. Well, you can't ever do that if you're not staying in communion with Him. You can be running along. You can come to church on an hour or two hours on Sunday. But if you're not staying in communion, receiving the sap of God through relationship, through prayer, through thinking through the Word of God and having God speak to you. If God's not speaking to you and you're receiving it on the inside and it's that sap from God that you're getting that's giving you life, you are not going to be able to produce God's fruit because the fruit is God in you that comes out and works in you and what you're doing. So that could be the problem. It could also be because you're in a season of pruning. Sometimes God gives us a vision. We know we're supposed to do something that we're not doing right now, but then we're in a time when God's dealing with us. What He's doing is He's preparing us for what he's got in front of us. He's given us a vision for it, and we have a heart for it, but then he's got to work with us. He's got to train us. He's got to develop us. He's got to humble us most of the time because he cannot exalt somebody until he's humbled them. Amen? It wouldn't be right. It would be pride, right? It's only right for God for God to exalt in particularly in a kingdom thing with a son of God, a child of God, one who's, who's humbled himself. So you might be in a season of pruning. Now, you can be frustrated in the season of pruning because you can get irritated. You can go, man, things aren't working out the way I thought. Man, nah, 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 nah. let me encourage you about this. Do not run away from God and what God's doing in your life in a season of pruning. Don't go, oh, had enough of this. I'm going to move on. Da, 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 da. I'm going to run away from this situation. I am tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. Sometimes God is, he has you there saying, I've got you there because I am dealing with you there. It's not a fun season because I am dealing with you. I am pruning you. I am developing character in you. Amen. I've seen some people, they're in tight situations, things they don't like. And they'll run away. And initially, they'll feel so good. Oh, I, I did what God wanted. I feel so much relief. You feel relief because you ran away from your situation. And then guess what? They end up in the same kind of situation months later. You know why you ended up in that situation again? Because you didn't let God deal with you and get that out of your system. You should have worked with God to, to deal with that stuff when you were where God wanted you to be. Right? But there are some times, this third way we'll get into, there are some times when your problem is you need a word from God for where you are. You need an inspiration from God. You need a plan. You need the next step. You need God to inspire you. Now, we are always needing direction in life. That's just the way this thing works, right? How many of you have gone very far without getting some kind of direction? There's always some level of direction all the time. We, if, if you're not getting some kind of level of direction from, 
I'm telling you, you're just disconnected. You, that's, you're not meant to be that way. You're supposed to always receive some kind of communication. But there are those times when you need a fresh word from God. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you're not quite sure. Are you in the right situation? Are you doing it the way you're supposed to be doing it? Is there a turn you're supposed to make? Is there an open door you need God to give you? What's, what's the deal? And that's where Paul was. Paul knew something wasn't right. I believe he was praying. There was frustration. There's frustration. He's anointed. He's called. And there's frustration. And he's, I believe he's praying, God, what do you want us to do? God, you don't want us to do that. Somehow you're not there anymore. You're not over here. You're not. God, what do you want us to do? And you see, God is very faithful to give him the direction. Now, before I move on into this little next point, I just want to encourage you to think about this in yourself. Where are you this morning? Just, just bring that into the open in your own mind. Where are you today? Are you connected with the Lord? Right? Are you, is that where you are? Uh, maybe that's your problem. Maybe you, you have a heart toward the Lord, but you've never submitted to God. Maybe you've never given your life to the Lord and really lived for Him. Uh, maybe you've done it, but you've been very religious about it, and you're really just living for yourself. Those are the most difficult people to reach, by the way. People that have been in church, and they're flaky, and, you know, they're there, then they're worldly, then they're this or over there. They're the hardest ones to ever get to go forward. They've developed a pattern somehow that they like. They got a little bit of God and they still got enough to feel okay. And then they go do all the other, you know, they spend all their times and having fun and not doing whatever. And then, but they got enough of God to make sure they're in church on Easter. They make church, they're in church, you know, unless it's COVID, not on COVID Easter, but a normal Easter. They make sure they're in church, you know, on Christmas time and on some other time. But if there's some other kind of something, some other reason, you know, to put off God or whatever, I'm just saying some of the most difficult individuals to connect with God are religious ones. And I want to ask you to ask yourself this morning, are you connected with God? Are you going forward? Are you hearing from God? Is that communication going on? If that's not happening, that's the first thing you need to fix, and you need to fix it today. Quit going the way you've been going. Quit messing around with God. Quit just playing around with religion. And just say, God, okay, God, I'm laying that down. It's all God. You're number one. And, and dedicate yourself to knowing Him, to praying, to doing what the Bible tells you to do, right? That's your first thing. And, the, and you know, maybe you're somewhere else. <laughs> you know, maybe you're in a relationship with the Lord and it's going great. Um, but you're in a place where you need direction. And you're, you just know there's something beyond where you are right now. You know, I'm in a place right now. I mean, I'm not discouraged at all, actually. But I'm in a place where I can see something coming and i know it's it's just like oh lord it's almost like it's a matter of time but at the same time i believe god's still pruning me before that happens it might be a day it might be a year i don't know but it's very real to me and i hope for each one of you here if you are serving the lord there's something on the inside of you that's saying there's something coming there's something greater for you there's a breakthrough. There's, there's more of God. There's more of connecting with God. There's, there's a greater thing that's happening. That testimony is in the Lord. Can you not disconnect with it even as I'm talking? There's something on the way. And God's pulling us from where we are to there. And what we need to be doing in this hour is staying close to the Lord and saying, God, open my eyes. God, direct me. God, prune my life. Make me able to, to go to that next season. Make me fit. Make me worthy, so to speak. And, and I don't mean worthy as in righteous worthy. I mean worthy as in a worthy vessel. 
a vessel that won't break when, when it's got stuff in it, or a, a, a cart that won't uh, break when it's got too much weight on it. Make me fit, make me worthy of, of the call. Anyway, where are you? Recognize where you are in life right now. Are you in a season of pruning? Is God dealing with you in a situation? Don't run away from it. Are you in a season where God's maturing you? Don't run away from that. Are you, is God telling you you need to turn now? He's got something new. Pay attention to that. Do you feel things drying up? I've been in situations before at work where I knew in that job things were drying up. And I'm going, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. And it was the Lord. But God had me pray. I had to pray for the right timing. I had to let direction come my way. And I had to be patient. And in the process, God did something in me. Amen? Okay, so next thing we see here is, let's look in verse 9. And a a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood over and pleaded with him saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he'd seen the vision, immediately, it says, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel. Now, I love this. You know, he sought the Lord, and God gave him a word. You see, God loves to communicate to us. And the Bible says, if you will ask, God's going to give you wisdom. That's one of the greatest verses. I mean, it's a promise. You know, we claim promises. Um, what, what's, the, what's the great promise? By the way, I'm not sure that we use this one right. You know, we write it on our tennis shoes, right? I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me, right? That's talking about people. <laughs> By the way, you know, that verse is like people who are in intense trials. And they're going, God strengthens me in the middle of this. I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that. So, but there's so many verses like that that we could confess and that we do confess. I want to encourage you to remember this one. God has promised us if you, if you need wisdom and you ask of God wisdom, he will give you liberally, which means generously, and he will not deny you your request. Just believe, though. That's the only way you'll not get it is if you don't believe you're going to get it. He says that later. Man, believing God actively having faith he's saying don't just throw up a prayer don't be you have to engage faith and you have to go i believe i'm going to get it the devil's lying to me i like that song we were singing and i'm going to sing louder than my unbelief you see unbelief will come to you you just got to rise above it that's just normal do you realize every thought that comes to your mind is not you it might be from you but every thought that comes to your mind is not you remember peter some thoughts came to his mind it wasn't Peter, it was something else, right? And so you just need to realize crazy, fearful thoughts, un- thoughts of unbelief. They're always going to pop to your mind. Maybe you've got something in your flesh that opens the door to, to it, but you're going to have to just make a decision. I'm going to rise up over these feelings, these thoughts, these words, and I'm just going to praise God. Sometimes we focus on the negative words. Oh, I'm thinking this. Oh, I'm thinking this. You know what? Just start praising God and confess the other thing. Just say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my mind. In the name of Jesus, you thought and speak to that thought and tell it to go. You know, so, but anyway, God wants to speak to you and you need to begin to confess this, that God is going to give me direction. God is going to speak to me. He said, ask, believe, and you'll get it. Liberally. Wow. Think about that. God says he's going to communicate to you direction, what you need to do, wisdom, but you've got to ask. And every time the Bible says ask, it's talking about a continual ask, right? You're walking in the ask. It's a living ask. And it says it will come. Oh man, what a promise. So when God speaks to you, it might be so simple. It might be so, so simple. It's almost always simple, by the way. What did Paul, you remember the word that we were looking at last week that God gave David? Pursue. 
David pursues. As he's pursuing, God filled in all the blanks. He brought the other things he needed, right? What did here? Paul uh, needs direction, and he's in desperate need of direction. You know what God does? He gives him a night vision. By the way, some people believe night visions. It means he had a vision in a dream. I don't want to get into all of that. So, but the important point is he had a vision, and God. He just saw this picture of a guy going from Macedonia going, come over here. So, I mean, think about that. How many of us would wake up from a dream like that and say, I had the most crazy dream last night. And there's like, yeah, and we not even think about it. But you see, we can't be like that. If you're asking God for direction, you better be paying attention to your dreams, to thoughts that you have, to things that come, that you know, that get ignited in life you know, and whatever you're doing, you need to pay attention because the, the likelihood is God is speaking to you in some way. And he doesn't always speak the way you think he's going to speak. You, he's, he is so diverse. I mean, he speaks, he does speak through symbolism. People make fun of that. In fact, it's even in this story. We're going to learn more about it probably next week. But he speaks through symbols. He speaks through other people. He can speak through a heathen unbeliever to your life. He can even use that person. And you have to pay attention and go, hmm, God just spoke through that person. I mean, it's amazing what God can do. But you've got to recognize and you've got to believe God wants to communicate with you. You're not going to hear God. You're not going to be paying attention if you don't believe he's going to speak to you. And again, it's so simple. I had this experience years ago. I was uh, many years ago. As a matter of fact, I think it was 1986. Which to me doesn't sound like a long time ago, but everybody's like, 1986? Boy, that was a long time ago. Some of you weren't born then. But um, I can remember one morning, I woke up and that morning I'm feeling like God wanted me to get in the scriptures right then. So I'm in bed and it's not like a intense leading of the Lord. It's not like, oh, I got the, it's like, I feel like, I feel like I, I need to get into scriptures. And then a verse came to my mind. It's sort of like the verse that when I was in Montana, right? This verse comes to my mind and, and I go and I'm, whoa, God's there. So this verse comes to my mind and I, so I get down I'm beside my bed. I'm real sleepy. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this verse and I don't, I don't even understand what the verse is trying to communicate. And I'm going, I think, I think it could be this. I think God maybe is trying to tell me this. And I think maybe God's saying this. Maybe it's that. And then in the middle of this session I'm having in the Word, I just very casually go, I asked God another question that this verse brought to mind. It wasn't about the verse necessarily. And I said, and I don't want to tell you exactly what I said because I'm holding that to myself right now, still, after all these years. I said, God, but what about so-and-so? What about such and such this situation? And I just said it flippantly, and, and God spoke to me in an audible voice. It's only happened to me two times in my life. And this was the second time. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. I asked God a question. It was almost like a casual question. And God spoke to me like in an audible voice. And I was stunned. But what really, um, as I thought about that, that morning, I, I was, what really impressed me was how common that morning seemed. It didn't do or no angels that I could feel. I didn't feel anything unusual. I wasn't having a, oh, the word of God is, oh, this is amazing. Now I've had moments like that though. When I'm, I just have to lay down because I get something so good. It just produces so much life in me. I just have to lay down. I've had that happen before. Going, I can, I can hardly take this level of insight, you know. But this morning, it wasn't like yet. I'm just barely hardly getting anything out of it. And go, well, yeah, I think God's telling to tell me this. 
And then that audible voice came and I'm going, you know what? God is so with us when we are seeking Him and it doesn't even seem like God is there. Maybe it doesn't seem like we're getting a whole lot out of it. Maybe we're even having difficulty trying to figure out how to apply it to our lives. But God is in that. And somehow, even in those small, simple times, He is with us. Man, it just, it, that was the big thing that I got from that day. More maybe even than what God told me. I'm going, wow, when we get into the Word and we are praying and asking God to speak to us, God's with us. He's there. And it doesn't have to sound like... So let me just encourage you. Want to encounter with God? Get in the Word. It doesn't feel like fireworks every time. But what happens on the inside of us when we meditate on it and apply it, it's powerful. God is continually directing us. So maybe I should, maybe I can stop right here, but I just want to encourage you this morning. This is, we're, we're getting into this lesson about the warfare, right? We're learning about warfare and where we're going with this. In fact, I'd encourage you, read this story, read the rest of this story in Acts 16 before next week. Um, we started out at, and you could go ahead and start back where we started. In fact, you could read the whole chapter. Start, just read Chapter 16, it is an amazing chapter. And you're going to see how Paul goes through the, the same phases of life we go through. He's having to hear God. He steps out. He sees success. He gets knocked down and things get worse. And his decision at that moment of how to respond when things didn't work out the way he maybe thought they should have, when injustice came his way, when it looked like the devil had done something bigger than what God had done, Paul's decision and his response is what ended up bringing an amazing breakthrough. And I want you to read that this week, and I want you to think through it, and I want you to ask God for God to speak to you. God, communicate to me. You know, it's one thing to come to hear a word of God uh, being preached or to be around others who are ministering. In fact, we should always have that happening. The gifts of God should be flowing here with us, right? Whether it's preaching, exhorting one another, prophetic gifts that are being in operation, gifts of the Holy Spirit, revelatory gifts that, that the word of God says are still in operation. Through the Holy Spirit, as long as the Holy Spirit's here, they're gifts of the Spirit. So these things need to be taking place. But what about you and God at home, in the Word, in prayer, in that place of communion? God so wants to meet with you there. Don't worry that you don't feel like the fireworks are going off. I promise you, if you pray and ask God, Lord, help me, open up my eyes. Remember, He opens up eyes to see. If you'll do that, ask Him, and get in the Word of God, you're going to end up at some place where God's communicating with you. You might not recognize it at that moment, but later you'll realize you're actually beginning to change. What's doing its work? It's the Word of God on the inside of you doing its work. And I'll even tell you right now, I preached the same message to every one of you today. But I can guarantee you, if you're paying attention, you all heard something different. You know why? Because God's making it real to you, what he wants to highlight to you, what he wants to bring change in in your life, how he wants to help you from one place to the next, right? God's dealing with every single one of us. He's communicating. The big question is, are we listening? And then the next question is, are we doing? Are we doing what God's telling us to do? You remember last week I said, I can guarantee you God's telling us all something to do write it down write it down right now maybe it's one of the most simple things maybe it's just begin to pray every day come to church regularly whatever that is do that that is the key that is the huge major key for you getting on the right path to end up where you need to be amen gotta happen that way so father i just pray this week would be an amazing week of seeking god discovering god 
Lord, I pray the excitement of getting into your word and studying would be there. I pray that in every person that's listening to me today, that there would be the heart that would go, God, speak to me, that there'd be a hunger for the word. I, I just pray this, Lord, that there would be a divine hunger for the word of God in this hour and a seeking you in this hour. And God, I pray you communicate. Father, communicate direction. Communicate uh, what we're supposed to be putting our hands to, what we're supposed to be doing. God, minister life and truth to us. We all need to hear God. We all need to hear you, Lord. Whether somebody's born again or been born again a long time or not even born again yet. Lord, I just pray, Lord, you speak what we need to hear in this hour. Give us truth and direction. In Jesus' name, Lord, make this an amazing week. Father, I pray, Lord, I just feel that there's this, Lord, it's, this is a very significant time, um, a very significant season, and even beginning this week. And I just believe God wants to give um, some very um, solid, integral things, um, uh, some things that are very um, integral in, for your life to, to go forward and to do what God's called you to do. I, I believe God wants to really communicate and commune with you this in this hour and with the whole body of Christ. So, Lord, we just pray this now, Lord. Speak to us. Inspire us. Give us the words we need, the inspiration. God, we're going to you expecting. We're going to take James um, at face value where he says, Pray and ask, and if you believe, you're going to receive that direction. So, Lord, right now, we're actually saying, God, give us this inspiration this week. And we're believing we're going to get it because you told us to believe it. So, Lord, because we believe, we have such an expectation. What might God tell us? What might God inspire in us this week? Lord, whoa, what an amazing, amazing promise. So we thank you, Lord, for this week. It's going to be a supernatural week. I just believe that. I feel that for so many of you. It's going to be a supernatural week. God says, if you'll go there, I'll be there. If you'll seek me, you'll find me. If you'll, if you'll put to practice what you know you ought to do, what you're being inspired to do right now, if you'll put that in practice, watch, it will produce results. So, Lord, we thank you for this now. Thank you for this week. Wow, we thank you for the insight, the revelation, and the direction we're going to get this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.